that Injustice 2 Joker design sucks, and that's what I'm hoping to show with. Agreed. Really had to get that out of the way. <laughs> this is where we air all grievances. That is that is that is trash. Yeah, it's um I, I kinda I hate it and I didn't even see the full design. It, it's lazy, he looks like Dante from Devil May Cry. I despise it. Hey everybody, I'm Connor McGraw. I'm joined by Arlen Harrow. Hey Hunter Davenport. Fuck X Men Apocalypse. Alan Muir. Alan? Eli. Alan, are you dead? <laughs> you I need wish. to hear your voice. Come back to us, Alan. Because right. apparently, nobody knows what we fucking sound like still. Even though I have, I have introduced everyone over and over for the past, uh, like, five episodes, I would say. Like, we've been doing introductions, and still we're apparently a bunch of just inoffensive-sounding white guys. And Chris Smith is also here. In spirit, not physically. Wow. Got you. So you're well, the Holy Ghost. Show up this time. No, I'm in spirit. Oh, right. Are you, are you mean you're dead? Like the film? No, no, he's in the movie. Frank Miller. A lot of oh. shit happened. Are you really? Which, yeah. which Which one of the twins do you play? No, 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 no. I'm the. I'm just that big, like, <laughs> black screen at the end that you can't see. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I unashamedly love that movie because it's just ridiculous. But that's a different conversation for a different day. Hey, all the CW stuff came back this week, the yeah. of Legends, which is over. Yep. Although it is on Netflix right now, so you can you can go watch that, uh, binge our previous episodes, have a good time. I have, have coworkers good. who are finally diving into that show, and they're like, uh, they're in season one. They're like, eh, you know, I'm like, just go along for the ride. <laughs> season two is on Netflix. Yep. And uh, you're also telling them to listen to our podcast at the same time, right? <laughs> plug, 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 plug. <laughs> well, one of them is my boss, and I don't want him to listen to anything I create, honestly. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, good idea. Yeah. I don't, even, I don't even have him on my Facebook. He, he's not allowed to see my Facebook page. <laughs> not yeah. because I talk shit about work, just because like I don't want him pulling me in like the, his office next day, like, can you explain this? And just, just look at him and go, uh, nope. <laughs> Uh, no idea. Yeah, I, I wasn't in control. There. It was frequently hacked. Uh, but yeah, Flash, Arrow, well, has Supergirl been back for more than a week, or has it been back for two no. weeks? The, yeah, they all came back at the same back time. this week. Alright, I feel like yeah. Supergirl came back a little earlier, but I guess I was wrong. Yeah, I mean, we would have reviewed it. <laughs> um, it is, uh, yeah, I, I thought it was a pretty good week. Um, I, I agree. Uh, it is interesting that, based off the trailers and based off these first three episodes, I feel like they're all trying to end very strong. Flash. Um, yeah, they're all like. It does feel like they're kind of resetting a lot of them, um, and I wouldn't be surprised if next season everybody decides to just uh, go to seventeen episode seasons um, because maybe they learned a lesson on that. Please. Please. <laughs> yeah. And maybe give us, I don't know, extra CW shows? A fifth CW show? I don't know. But that's just me. Um, yeah. But uh, I guess since everybody really liked The Flash this week, uh, we're going to start there. Um, I guess I'll start by saying, does anybody have any opening thoughts on The Flash this week? Future Flash was uh... taller than present-day Flash. And it's very weird to look at. 
I mean, yeah. I really want to cut my hair like a future Barry. I mean, I could cut my hair. Grow like your hair like it. It already is. Wow. Um, I mean, if I took like some very, I, if I cut my hair in a very angular fashion and gave myself two very large forehead spikes, I guess what you call, uh, I could pull it off like tomorrow. Barry's got yeah. the uh, Ashley Birch hair. <laughs> he has. It was very anime hair, and the fact that like it came to very fine points. Yeah, it did. It, it didn't quite look real. It kind of looked like um, not the same either, shape, but either, uh, either his anime hair or he hasn't washed his hair in fucking forever. Yeah, it's the only way, the only way my hair gets that pointy is if I go a few days without washing it, and then just like my the oils have taken over. Yeah, that. I don't think he ever changed clothes either. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna bring that up on Supergirl because there was something I noticed for the CG that was found very funny. But this um, is the clothes that I wore when Iris died. Change my I'm gonna write a sad song years. about how sad I am. They're like stuck to them. Look on a scale of on a scale of one to Spider-Man Three, Peter Parker, he was like a six. All right, he was nowhere near as insufferable. Yeah, but but that's that's a high bar to meet. Yeah, exactly. um, all thanks to that damn good suit. Yeah, that, um... Is, yeah. And, uh, I even liked, um... What's his face? Mirror Master and... I don't know. I like them the, better this top, episode. Top? Yeah. Something? Top is the worst name ever. Because <laughs> um, I didn't even remember it. Um, I, I think it's funny because she's a male in the comics, and her co- his costume in the comics is stupid as fuck. Uh, I like the immense amount of damage control they've done to present this character on TV. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I like that they managed to keep it silly. Costume. I also like that Top seems the only person who can ever get the drop on Barry, like, right away. Yeah. Like, I'm here to stop you, and she's like, are you? It is a weird... It is weird that, like, Barry can never just be like, oh shit, Top is here, I should just run away now. Just, just not look her in the face. Yeah. Although I'm very unsure of the rules of her powers, it seems like you cannot be looking at her, or her powers will still work. Um, maybe I'm wrong, but it's very confusing to me. Just close your eyes. Um, I, I don't. I really don't understand it. Um, I like them as a duo because I feel like their their abilities are very complementary. Yeah, and we and we get to see real she's, good yeah demonstration of that. You into you know a vertigo kind of feeling like you can't properly make out your surroundings, and then, like, Mirror Master can basically just use the environment as he pleases. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, very interesting. Yeah. They're, uh, a good, they're a good pair, and they're used better than they were in their introduction episode. Absolutely. Um, well, it's good to see villains who aren't speedsters kind of on top of something. Yeah. Which is why so Heat Wave and uh, Captain Cold are sorely missed in this show. Yeah. Um... So, uh, does anybody have anything good about this episode that really stands out to them? Uh, um, I thought all the features uh, were fascinating. Yeah. Uh, Frisco. Uh, Cisco. Yeah. Cisco. Sorry, I had a brain fart. Uh, uh, I'm calling him Grunge Cisco. That's what I'm calling him. He's like really like. Oh, his, en- his entire presentation was so sad because like he. He's so excited to see Barry, and you can tell it's like it's the it's the happiest time he's had in years. Yeah, but he's also very clearly broken. Yes. Um, yeah. And he just 
it all it's all in his face. Um, Especially like, when he pulled out those Anakin Clone Wars hands. <laughs> Wait, that was a his Terminator Two hands. God, I love those things. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I need you to listen to me very carefully. <laughs> no, but they look those legit look like this the hand that Anakin had in Clone Wars. Um, I mean yeah. that his his hands was like the like was the unnecessary blow to my chest. I was like, and he lost his hands. Yeah, that was yeah, like. It. And then the flashback to him oh, no. fighting Kalen, like, whew. This was probably the bleakest episode of The Flash I've ever seen. Can, can we I talk about say... how bad Killer Plus looks? Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't. I, I, I wonder who looks worse, her or Livewire? Oh, Livewire. Uh, they... Oh, yeah. Supergirl. What about, uh, what was it, the White Siren or whatever her name was? Black Siren? No. Banshee. Oh, Banshee? I I actually thought that she looked fine because they were just doing the costume. Um, and, like, I don't know how you make that costume look cool on screen. It's a very... Chris, why are you talking about events that haven't happened yet in this podcast? It's a time stream. <laughs> what? God damn it, Chris Barry! You're fucking dog. up the timeline. This is a free dog. Okay. Um, um, no, I think the pro- the problem is like the makeup and the hair, kind of like offset how much like she dials the acting up to like eleven, which is good. She's like super just playing up the evil part. Um, yeah. But I don't know, like the blue lipstick, a little like a little much. Yeah. I guess she. I would put her in the bad category. Um. I, but in general, I don't like her. But I, I do think that she did a good job this episode. Um, I think when you give her something to do, other than just, like, stand there and kind of, you know, just... I yeah. think this is, like, the first time Killer Frost is actually, like, kind of doing something eventful. Yeah. And she she has a pivotal moment in this episode. I mean, we might as well skip to the end. Yeah. Uh, holy fuck, if Savitar isn't Ronnie, I'm gonna shoot my TV. Okay, um, see, I'm on board with that theory but there's holes in it, just like every other theory we presented so far. Right, but it's the like, most plausible at this yes, point. Yes, the problem is, like, what Wally saw supposedly, like, broke him for life, in addition to being broken in reality, or he got a broken back or something like that. I he didn't even know Ronnie. And he, has, and he has no idea who Ronnie I is. I don't think that that's because it's Ronnie. I think it's because Savitar has some sort of, like, pennant stare type thing that we haven't <laughs> seen him use before. That's what I assume that was. Like, he has some sort of, like... You, you know what I mean? Like some sort of Mortal Kombat, you know, final move that he hasn't shown us yet. Unless it was, like, Iris dying that, like, made him just... Well, no, it was Iris' death that made him go launch an attack against Savitar by himself. Yeah. And then he got his ass kicked so badly, and then was... Had some kind of emotionally traumatizing moment. Yeah. Uh, or he... Uh, like, I think he really does have some sort of, like, crushing final move that's, like, emotionally... Breaking or something. Or like, like, it could be Speed Force related. Like, what yeah. if instead of like vibrating helicopter noise hand, it's to the head? Oh shit! That's a oh wow. That would be yeah. That would fuck you up, wouldn't it? Like you wouldn't because if he hits in the right place, you couldn't talk or I speak think, or do anything. I think doesn't Eobard or Hunter do that to ah shit in the comics? Uh, not Iris. Is it Iris? Someone, I think, just, like, vibrates no. their fingers, like, right into someone's skull. Uh, yeah, it's, it's Eobard. He, uh, vibes okay. his hand into Iris's, um, 
forehead. Yeah. Okay. Well, there's, ironically, there's president right there. It's when, when she's wearing a Batgirl costume. Yeah, that's, mm-hmm. that's, that panel's so confusing because it's like that's Iris, but that's not Iris. Yeah. And this is, and right after this, it was great. They had single, ba- single wa- crazy, wa- single wacky Barry, where he was trying. <laughs> she was trying to go out on dates with Zatanna, and she was like, "Er, no." Right. <laughs> now that's wacky Barry. Sounds wacky quite Barry. interesting character. Wacky yeah. Barry, and, Wacky Barry, and Randy Dan going adventures together. Yeah, I, w- I would prefer Wacky Barry to the Barry we've had recently. Um, okay, so I guess let's just shoot, let's just start bullshit around the theories, and we'll, I guess we can dabble on like other events of this episode there we're talking about. But um, all right, so Ronnie is suspect number one only because of how Caitlin reacts to him. There's no other reason she yeah. would. Yeah, yeah. Unless it's unless it's future Barry, but again, like yeah, uh, even then it's like well, my my reasoning is Barry like. Yeah, exactly. And the other thing about Future Barry is like Future Barry would not hurt Iris. I'm sorry. I don't care how long he's trapped in the Speed Force for. Like that's yeah. that would be he his would... anchor. Yeah, yeah, he would never hurt Iris. If anything, he would try to steal Iris from Barry. Um, yeah. Unless it is a thing of like, if I can't have her, you can't have her too. Um, which would still be kind of bullshit. Feel the feel the pain that I'm feeling. Yeah, and I, part of what makes me think it's Ronnie is if we assume. Caitlyn from Earth 1 and Earth 2 are the most similar of any Earth 1, 2 counterparts that we've ever met. Uh, because for the most part, they're all completely different. Um, Caitlyn in Earth 2 became Killer Frost, became a villain because of Ronnie. Um, and she would do anything for Ronnie. And that's, that's literally the only thing that carries from universe to universe. And we know that... Ronnie kind of breaks through any walls that she has, and if anyone could turn Killer Frost good or turn her just fully down the dark path, it would be Ronnie. Um, so that's like that's the reasoning, the head canon that I have. And the motivation uh, is kind of there because uh, I mean, it the motivation would be twisted if he was stuck in the Speed Force because and my the, the leap in logic for that is like the singularity that Ronnie gets. I guess sucked into, he, yeah, and it was created think, by the Speed Force. I, I think it might not even be the Speed Force. He might have, who knows where he ended up. Um, th- this is getting into like multiversity stuff, but he might have gotten stuck in the bleed or some other area of the multiverse. The fabric. Yeah, I know, I know a lot of people are like Ronnie's dead. I'm like, we never see Ronnie die. I mean, you don't yeah. see a body. There's He's not back. dead. Yeah. He could have easily gotten sucked into that vortex, and we know that vortexes like that can do a couple things. They can allow you to travel through time, and they can allow you to end up in another universe. We that, don't know. Yeah, we... and that precedent is in season two because Zooms, well, Hunter slash Jay says the singularity opened up in our world as well, and that's where the helmet comes from. Yep. And uh, so we don't know where he could have ended up if it is Ronnie. He could have ended up in. Uh, something like Event Horizon. He could have ended up in a universe that is just pure hell and torture all the time. He could have ended up on a different... If we're going to the multiverse thing, he could have ended up in an Earth where the cult of Savitar exists. Uh-huh. In, I mean, before it would be called the cult of Savitar. Maybe it was a cult that worshipped speed, um, and he somehow became this, like, pseudo-deity. Yeah. In the end, with the time travel thing, he could have just ended up in the past, which yeah. would explain a lot. Um, and I, I'm really interested to go back to that episode where we learned about Savitar's origin and look at the body of the person who took his form and it's be like... It's a big dude. Yeah. 
And Ronnie, he wasn't like a small guy. He was like a he was a he's a muscular uh, individual. Yeah, but he ain't that ripped. True, but if we think of it like this, he is an Amel of the clan Amel. Uh, <laughs> That's very true. Uh, uh, if he's anything like Stephen Amel, he, uh, he he potentially could get bigger. Um, so that would explain a lot. I don't really remember. I haven't seen the episode in a long time, so you guys would remember better. You know, I did it's... go back and watch all this stuff on YouTube recently just because it, the four-week break, I was like, Jesus Christ, what's happened this season? Mm-hmm. Um, so I watched a bunch of uh, recaps and stuff. Hmm. And, yeah, it is, it is a dark-haired, bulky individual. Uh-huh. I mean, that is sorry, my theory. And if, and if we're going with dark-haired, bulky individual, it sure as shit ain't Barry. Right. Barry is a string bean. Yeah, and, like I said. And uh, a 12-year-old. Yeah. Like well, at least, at least mentally. Um, as we've learned, uh, yeah, so I think it's Ronnie all the way. If it's not Ronnie, it will be the most skillful redirect or misdirect that I've ever seen on CW. Uh, next to, of course, uh, Adrian Chase being Prometheus. Um, and I'll actually probably forgive them for taking so long to reveal Savitar, because they've really tricked me into thinking that it's Ronnie. And I will be very surprised if it is. I if it, even if it is Ronnie, I'm. I've already said I would change my tune about waiting this long because that's at least an interesting reveal because we haven't seen Ronnie in the flesh since beginning of season two. Yep. I, it's the same thing with Eddie. Like, I mean, if it was Eddie, it'd be pretty big. But I also don't think it can be Eddie because Eddie is very, very realistically very dead. Yep. And if he does come back, that means. Eobard is back, and yeah. his entire purpose in Legends Season 2 is negated. Um, and Eddie's sacrifice means nothing at that point. Yeah. So, that would be kind of bullshitty. Um, I, I heard someone say... Eddie heard... dies in, like, technically, Eddie dies and he comes back as Savitar, that Eddie is no longer there, so he could never have a kid if he wanted to, and... Um, I suppose Khan is only there because Eddie had a kid. But if they bring it, okay, if they bring Eddie back, I don't think the story ends with him killing Savitar. I think it ends with them trying to redeem him, and boom, Eobard's back. Um, I, at least that's what I would think. Like if they were, if they're gonna bring back Eddie at any point as a villain, their ultimate goal is not to have him remain a villain or die a villain. Um, they just see, like, this, these shows, they are very sentimental about that stuff. Like, if Tommy ever comes back on Arrow, um, and he's one of the Ben Parkers of this universe, um, they will bring Tommy back, and then they'll fix him, and he'll be a good guy again. Um, that's just how they do Tommy it. was never a bad guy. Right, but he could, if he did come back, he'd probably come back as a bad guy. Like, yeah, he'd the last probably come back seasons, as Vigilante. Yeah. Who I mean, the hell is Tommy? <laughs> da, da, um, uh, <laughs> that took a second. <laughs> I had to get the. I had, it's hard to do that eagle screamy thing. Um, yeah, I guess. Um, I, th- I think we've mostly covered the good. Does anybody else have any like really good things about this episode that stood out before we? Um, All thought... the acting by the future counterparts of everybody was. Oh yeah. I Joe, thought... Joe, as usual, broke my heart. The yeah. funeral, or not the funeral, the grave. Because, and like the thing is, 
he wouldn't even turn around to look at Barry. I was actually yelling at my screen. I'm like, turn around! <laughs> Just look at him. Just give him look a look. Look at him. Yeah. Um, Why was his arm in a sling? Uh, he broke his arm, I guess. They, um, they never showed that. To show that time had passed. It yeah. Yeah, it doesn't matter. No, no, no. He's got... No, no, no. He's when he's at, at the grave, he's he, his arm isn't in a sling. When Team Flash reunites... It's in his Oh, I don't know. He broke his arm in real life, <laughs> and they tried to hide it as best they could. Yeah, it's like Shia LaBeouf uh, Transformers 2. All of a sudden, he has a bandage on. You're like, what happened to his arm? Yeah. Um, I, uh, um, HR in this episode was hilarious. Oh, yeah. I liked him oh, more God. than I have. That I like the fact that Tom Cavanaugh directed an episode where he almost had a threesome. <laughs> yeah, that was that was pretty great. <laughs> Keyword on he just goes. Keyword on he goes into the writers' room and directed it was like an episode where he didn't get to have a threesome, which I think is the funnier part. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, also, oh yeah, let's as, let's touch hey, on that. I'm the quick. director. Uh, hey, Tom I Cap- got this idea. What if I had a threesome with these people at the book signing? That's how you incorporate my character into the scene. And so, what the, Greg Lenti is like, "How about you not?" And let's call it a day. And he's like, "Fair deal." <laughs> yeah. Um, I want Tom Cavanaugh to direct more episodes because yeah, this is what he can do. Shit, bring my more. Now that I didn't realize that this was his episode, and I'm like, you know, Tom, Tom, you got a future in this. Um, this was a good job. This yeah, a... Why did you do the Yogi Bear film? <laughs> God damn it! He has come <laughs> a long way since those trash movies. I mean, movies? It's, real, it's real hard being the former star of the popular TV show Ed. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, also, it's also really hard. It's also really hard being the uh, one of the best underrated characters in the show Scrubs. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was so, that that episode, season two, was so very sad with him as in the beginning, him in in high school outfit jumping into the car. Then as as the camera pans, it's it's him at that time. Yeah. Um, another good thing, and I don't know why this stood out to me, but uh, I really like uh, Barry's coat. <laughs> I don't know why, but uh, I, I never really do that. But yeah, his coat was cool for some reason. Yeah, uh, really, anybody else? We really have to get that suit to be the new suit as soon yeah. as possible. The colors, the vibrancy. Oh, that is such a cool, and there's no reason not to at this point. Like you, you, they had to know that that's, that was going to get a positive reaction. Yeah. Yeah, I think that they've was They've been teasing us since season one. Well, they've been, yeah, they've been teasing since season one, and they've also been teasing this suit, because I guess there was, like, an Instagram post, like, a couple months ago where Barry was, or where Grant was saying he was getting fitted for a new suit. Um, I feel like this episode was them testing the suit to see what our reaction would be, and if anybody had, like, any complaints or anything negative to say, they would probably change it. Um... But as far as I know, nobody was like, I hate that suit. I don't like the colors at all. It's terrible. Um, it seems mostly positive. So, no, I agree. No, it's a really suit? good suit. Republicans. <laughs> God damn it. Oh, that's our Thank one political care. comment for the day. We got it's a, well, we got to check get them get them in when we can. We're not at all. Alan, <laughs> Alan Muir trying to alienate the conservative audience. Um yeah. Uh, 
I don't have anything else positive that like really stands out to me. Uh, does anybody else have any last ones before we go to the? I mean, like they've made this, they've made this wait, this agonizingly long wait, uh, a little more bearable by finally adding some intrigue. Even yeah. if it's even if it's a misdirection, congratulations, you've you've got me caring at least. Because before this, yeah. I didn't give a fuck who Sanatar was. Yeah, I, I didn't give a shit at all. It was. It was in the back of my mind. At I even heard. So, I saw someone bring it up. I think I can't remember where. Some on the internet, like that. Maybe that Savitar's identity is not even all that special. It's there's events surrounding That's it that MacGuffin. all, and that, and that yeah. And this is that this yeah. is all just a big MacGuffin for us to get involved and for there to be one big twist. Yeah, which would really piss me off. Like, I'm all right if a MacGuffin is like an item. Like, if they'd spent all season looking for a thing, like a box. With a thing in it, that would be fine. And us never finding out what was in the box, I can deal with that. I can deal with Mission Impossible. But a, mi- a mystery identity is a bit more, you know, involved. Yeah, you can't be like, ha ha. Connor, did you like at, at the end of the episode how he transformed, uh, or how the guy got out of his out of the suit like a transformable? It's yeah, he looked very. I mean, it's cool because like there was more fun that you saw some more functionality to that suit. I still yeah. don't know why. The, I, I I still don't for life me know why that suit has a mouth. I don't understand that. It at doesn't. All. Yeah, it doesn't really make sense. <laughs> it has a bottom jaw. <laughs> it, um, it's only so he can roar at people. It should really be flat. Um, I, I don't get it. Uh, it's like having a Gundam with a mouth or whatever. Like, <laughs> well, it doesn't. It doesn't quite make sense. Mouth that looks. Like that's the only reason why that. Well, that. most Gundams don't have like 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 Optimus Prime doesn't need a mouth. Um, cause he doesn't no, need no, anything. actually, but one of the big does. things that bothered me about the Transformers movie is robot lips. Why does everything have robot lips? Oh yeah, no, that's fucking weird. Stop it! Why does Ultron have robot lips? Yeah, well, okay, Ultron it kind of makes sense. I'm kind of more okay Ultra, with that. Ultron's more chatty. Um, yeah, and but he, like, he wants you to know it. Stop! Stop giving robots lips. Mm-hmm. Why weird? Weird. Yeah. The only time it makes sense is with the Terminator. And even they don't actually have lips, it's just teeth. Yeah. Um, they look fucking badass. Yeah. Man, man, a minute. Okay, um... Yeah. Um, finally, we're moving somewhere. I think the I think the season's gonna end strong. At least I fucking hope it does. I mean... It needs to. And, and go it, down as, like, you know... By, by season five, people look back and go, like, yeah, that was the time that Flash got fucking pretty bad for a while. Yeah. I mean, if these next five are as good as this one was, I, I think we end the season on a high note. Next five? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's really... Well, I guess... Is, is it four or five? Four, maybe. But, jeez, stretching know. 20 episodes out over... Where, where, when did we start? We started in October, right? Yeah. It is now... It's basically May. Yeah. yeah. They're going to end basically... At the end of the month, um, it's like here's yeah, it. We We're done. See you next year. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand it. Um, just make shorter shows, guys. I, although I, I guess that's why there's a writer's strike looming. So, eh. Um, okay. Yeah. I, I guess we, I guess we can go into the negatives real quick. Um, does anybody else? Does anybody have anything that stood out to them in the negatives of this episode? Not shit, nothing, just nitpicky stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it's more like um, I'm a little bummed that we didn't get Sabato's identity this episode. Yeah, it should have been. Yeah, yeah. I think well, we got something. The trailer we might get him next. 
I think I, I the would, next episode should start with his identity. It really should. I think they've already confirmed. Like, the trailer for next episode has Barry saying, I, like, giving a big speech, and he's like, you know, he's like, I know you who are, and he says, finally, and then What the, does the audience know? <laughs> right, like, it, it should open where this one ends, and then Barry doesn't find out till the end of the episode. I would be yeah. fine with that. But we uh, also got something in this episode that was uh, rumored about for quite a while. The yeah. mysterious scientist who helps Barry traps Savitar in, the, in this speed force. Yeah, and th- yeah, that was interesting. I I actually liked that. Um, I do. I I really hope that they use that well, and it's not just like a misdirect to buy extra episodes because writers have done that in the past where they add a new character to give us two extra episodes to fill out the season. Um, I hope that this person uh, actually helps the show and doesn't hurt it. Um, but you never know. Um, Last thing the, I saw her on was Mad Men. That was, God, seven years ago? Yeah. I don't even... The, do you know who it is? I, I don't actually... I haven't even looked this up. Uh, the, is, the character's uh, name is Tracy Brand. Uh-huh. And it's played by Ann Dudek. Mm, I recognize the name. She's been, well, on, she's been on Psych, like I said, Mad Men. Huh. Two shows I haven't watched. Oh, uh, mm, watch Psych. I've heard Psych is all right. I'll, I'll, it's you know, my only my begin movie. Like seeing it, uh, uh, yeah, I'm, seeing advertising really for it before Monday Night Raw. Yeah, I, I, I hear that it's surprisingly darker than you would think it would be. So it's it's definitely something that's on my list. Oh, I know who that is. Yeah, I know who that is. Um, I recognize her from House and the movie White Chicks. Um, yeah, she'll be interesting. So should we move on to uh, Arrow, I suppose? Yeah, I guess, since nobody else has any negatives. I had something, then I forgot it. Um, let's go to... Arrow, Arrow was pretty cool too. Yeah, any opening thoughts on this? I okay. It needs Manu Bennett. I have a question. Um, I feel like I missed an episode. Possibly I did. Mm. Uh, I know Oliver like hung the suit up and everything. Like he, you know, after the whole kidnapping thing, like he came back, he was like, "We're done." Mm -hmm. Um, Why is he not wearing the costume outside of? Does the police want him? Uh, the police will come yeah, after him. Yeah, the police are day. after the hood. Okay. Yeah. So he has to go low-key um, with all of he it. just wears his outfit from uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, except with a black mask instead of He working. looks like one of the people from um, Army of Two. Yeah. And I actually like that. I like the low-key outfit quite a bit. Um, it took me a second because I didn't know he was there. Like, and all of a sudden I hear his voice. I'm like, what the fuck is he? Mm-hmm. I think Ninja his mask... <laughs> His mask should probably be a dark green, just because that would actually make sense. Um, I don't know. It was, just just, it was also weird just to like, see him use a gun, just arbitrarily. Yeah, it's it's a little weird, um, but I get it. I, I understand the story reasoning for it. I really do hope that they redeem him and like find proof that he wasn't the throwing star killer, because the whole point was that he was responsible in some way. Um, but maybe they'll resolve it like next episode or something. Yeah, like, yeah. Be interesting. I subtitled this episode as Felicity Goofs. 
Yeah, the Felicity stuff. Um, I liked it more than I thought I would. I did too because there was an actual like there was some kind of weight behind it because everything that, all their all their confrontations about like disagreeing over what she was doing made perfect sense. Yeah. I'm sitting down, I'm like I'm like eh, both of you are right. Eh. Yeah, that was that was because Oliver that... has Oliver has no business telling someone you can't cross this line. Like yeah. Oliver, you've yeah. crossed every no, line no given to you. Like you yeah. you crossed the line, came back from that line, and then crossed it again, and then came back again. Like you don't have yeah. any right telling anybody how to do this. It's it's a lot like Tony Stark telling other people to follow the rules. Yeah. Um, However, and, and, Felic- and like and, and Felicity's point it, in that regard, she's right. However, like she got involved with people she didn't really fully understand. So. Yeah, I, I am surprised by how this Helix storyline concluded. I expected something a little bit more, I don't know, large or impactful. I, I thought that this sort of like just went. And it's almost like they're just leaving it open. For I feel like that. Yeah, I feel like happen. they. I feel like they got it out of the way so they can properly finish with the big Adrian Trace conversation without having any extra players. Yeah, and then Manu um, Bennett shows up. Yeah, I mean, okay, um, that uh, we'll see. I, I think Every what they're Vigilante. okay, okay, so, you, sir, Vigilante you is calm home. down. <laughs> um, we will drag you is... off this plane, sir. Yeah. <laughs> all right, united. Yeah. God damn it. We all go united. Home. We I all won. Okay. <laughs> Staying relevant, folks. Um. Yeah. Um. What was I going to say? Healing stuff being kind of just like you know pushed out of the way. Yeah. Um, but again, like I liked it more than I thought I would. Like this is an episode of, okay, they're setting a lot of stuff up, and they kind of wrote themselves into a hole before they left for this little break. Um, but they wrote themselves out gracefully. Um, and I really liked the use of Argus in this episode. Um, and I really liked how this episode is really based around two relationships and two. And four people in those two relationships disagreeing about things, and them seeing the repercussions of their decisions, and them having to learn how wrong they are. Yeah, and I like uh, how it, on both ends it's kind of a different reaction. Like, Wyla looks like she's feeling sorry for everything, and like Diggles is like, you know, basically saying like, "Hey, you know, what you're doing is not exactly cool." Um, and then on the other side of things, like Oliver's the one who's tr- he. I, He's trying to be the voice of reason, but again, he's also—it's also kind of hypocritical of him. Not, in, I mean, like, yeah. which is just by circumstance. But the way Felicity reacts to the whole thing, she's like, "Nope, nope, nope, I was right." Yeah, and she does get a little annoying at points. But uh, again, it is—I make the Civil War comparison because I thought that this episode was very well written um, on that level of. I really did believe both sides of the argument. I really did, like, agree with Felicity at times, um, especially with some of the shit Oliver has pulled in the past, um, especially I, like, in season like Oliver, three. Oliver just recently called in the Russian mafia to come help deal with this dude. Mm-hmm. And in season three, he pretended to be part of the League of Assassins. So he really he doesn't have very much leeway with a lot of people. Um so yeah, I thought that that stuff was really well done in this episode. Um, and I also, like, I thought the action was really good in this episode. That was really well done. 
I thought they found a, an inventive way to use Helix against Team Arrow um, and to utilize computer hacking in an action scene, which is something that I never thought I would actually see. Um, and like, they, and they managed to use everybody well. Uh, I still really love Black Canary. She's really good during the few moments she has in this episode. Um, I like how that, I love how she just her presence instantly makes that team more credible power wise because it's like you know we we said before like hey they lost, lost that fight because Vigilante has a gun. It's like okay, well Black Canary can uh, blow his head blow his head up if she wanted to if she screamed loud enough. Yep. <laughs> Um. Yeah, the Renee uh, stuff was very good too. Because now there's now that I know more about him, I kind of give more of a shit about him. Yeah, it's kind of the same thing when we have that episode uh, about the gun control stuff. Yeah, it's it's like after and, these episodes, and again, we learned more. I, like with everybody else, he was paired up with somebody who again they were, like having, they were having a disagreement. But uh, Quentin is like probably the most qualified person to have this kind of a disagreement with. Yeah, because Quentin has lost. Quentin has lost all of his kids. Yeah. And they also really sell how similar those two characters are, um, which I really like. That they're both sort of broken men who kind of have a weird chip on their shoulder. Um, but they're also, they also have a weird sense of honor. Um, and I really like how they sort of play off each other. And also they're like, they're like a comedy team also, which I really like. Um, I like that he calls him Haas. And Don't call like me Haas. Hey, this is my yeah. friend Quentin, who I call Haas. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't like it, though. Um, uh, yeah, I think this is good, and it was good without Adrian Chase. He mm-hmm. wasn't in the episode too much until, I guess, I mean, the final moments, but he you didn't physically see him. Yeah, I really like that, and I especially like the trailer for the next episode. Um, uh, it's a very obvious bottle episode, but it looks really exciting. And No, oh, I haven't uh, watched this yet. Give me a moment. It's like a diehard type thing or something. Yes, yeah, Felicity can't. Um, it's basically an EMP went off. Yeah. And it's like a, it, impa- yeah, it, it fried the chip that that's Felicity's using to walk. So she can't walk. And it, oh, uh, yeah. It's, they, they're doing No Way Out. Oh, shit. Yeah, they're going to. They're going to. They're going to make that scene where. Where Felicity <laughs> learns how to walk by wanting to walk. Um, gonna... <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> I can't believe they're taking something from season four that was terrible and they're managing oh, looks, to use it well. This looks, this looks really cool. This looks like a straight up action movie. Yeah, it, I'm really proud of them this season for kind of redeeming themselves. Um, and uh, yeah, they continue to be strong and. I think this is my second favorite show of the year, really. Um, so, yay! Um, does anybody else have any like positives? Anything else that really stands out to them from this episode? Needs more Manu Bennett. I God mean, damn it, Chris! Shut the fuck up. Yeah, seriously, dude. I'm Manu Bennett's biggest fan, and even I, I'm getting a little irritated. Um, yeah. That's, but that's I, so, I, I'm always usually pretty lukewarm on Arrow. I'm like, either it is or it isn't. And this week it was. So yeah. yeah. And Hunt, oh Hunter of all people, Hunter liked this week's episode. Yeah, I did actually. I don't remember much about it because it was so long ago. <laughs> <laughs> 
Hunter usually hates Arrow, so yeah, this is, a, this is a big thing. And I think we just temporarily lost Arlen, so I'll direct us over to Supergirl if nobody has anything else to say. Anybody, anybody? Whose cool, phone was great. that? Supergirl. <laughs> give, you gotta give me that phone. No phone's not in class. Yeah, bring the phone up here. Put it on my desk. If you think I don't remember anything about Arrow, let me tell you how I, I don't know anything. I normally don't remember anything about Supergirl, but I didn't get to watch it on Monday, so I watched it today. So I remember Supergirl. <laughs> uh, nanomachines. We got an episode of Nanomachines that kind of reminded me of um, uh, Big Hero 6. And we also got... Um... We got Lena, Lu- Lena Luther doing something besides sitting behind a desk. You know, we also got a Rex. Yes, who... This is where uh, somebody said wearing the same clothes. I found it very amusing that it looked like Jack, um, from a certain point in the episode, only wears the same outfit because he has to keep turning in none of those nanomachines. Yeah. And I think that's kind of funny budget-wise. Uh, but yeah, we had a big old weird nanomachine kind of thing with a... Uh, what was the... What was Biomax? I guess it was? Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, they were making some kind of nanomachine that would be the next big... Uh, Big uh, health thing well, and Biomax. Uh, uh, that usually ends up well. Yeah, exactly. Biomax was the name of the project. Spherical was the name of the company. There we go. Okay. Um, yeah, and just like any other uh, supposed health miracle, it's a disaster. And uh, Kara gets her job back. Yeah, I'm. I feel like I missed that episode where she was. She lost her job. Um, it's been a while though, so I could just forgotten. You probably her boss. Her boss was super irritating, almost throughout this entire episode. He was like a cartoon. And I remind you of that um, is the complete rem- opposite of Snapper Car in the comics. Uh, really? He was originally actually he was actually a teenager who was like um, a groupie of the Justice League. Weird. Um, no, he reminded me of the sudden introduction of that character in season two of Flash, who shows up feeling like a dollar store version of J. Jonah Jameson. He shows up, he's like, ah, Flash is a menace, I want pictures of him and discrediting information. Oh, you mean Tone Bell? Uh, yeah. Uh, no, not Tone Bell. That's, that's the guy no, who plays... Tone Bell. Oh, I don't know. Is that his name? I forget him. Yeah, it's the guy that Iris goes on a date with. And yeah, when we've never seen to... again. Yeah. Maybe what happened to Mason... Bridger happened to her. <laughs> Reverse Flash came back. He was like, "What am I doing here?" Um, yeah, I don't know. This is last on the list because it wasn't terribly eventful. Um, for coming back from a break, at least. Uh, by the way, I like Monel a lot now. I think he's kind of funny. Yeah, he started to kind of grow. He started to grow on me during the musical episode, though. And he really didn't do much in that episode to begin with. No, he's just kind of there as support. But, uh, and here is support, too, but he's amusing. Uh, I all, but on the other hand, I really hate the Guardian character. I'm kind of... S- I don't like it. I think in a, in a, it's... We don't need... He's, he's not needed at all. I feel the same way about um, the monster that Wynn is dating. Yeah, no, that entire subplot can go. We don't need that at all. One, her character's kind of irritating. Um, two, I find the Guardian character to be completely unnecessary. And then Wynn is stuck literally directly in the middle of those things. 
Um, anybody else? Because I feel like it's just me and Alan right now. Um, I can't remember anything that happened in this episode, but uh, I, I don't. I remember being indifferent on the episode. I'm not entirely indifferent. I think I enjoyed it, but again, compared to the other two who came back from a short break with something strong, uh, this just uh, didn't. Okay, looks yeah, like it's like the like Arlen um, now. His internet's down. What's her name? Zerbo? No. One else mother. Oh, Rhea. She popped back Rhea. up. Yeah, she popped back Sorbo, up, and she's Sorbo, gonna. It's Kevin Sorbo's last name, and he plays the husband. <laughs> okay, that's what it was. Yeah, like I don't, I, I feel like I'm no use of, to this episode because I, I don't remember anything that happens in this yeah. episode. But, she popped uh, back up and is like gonna team up with Lena Luther, I guess, or no? I don't know. The last time I saw her, she was looking at her window ominously saying, I'm not done with this world. Is Lena Luther still the prettiest girl in the DW universe? I know. Okay. I made that. I was like, wow, she is gorgeous. Yeah, she's really pretty. Um, Which is why I watch Desperate Housewives. um, That's a show I never watched. Uh, No, again, very indifferent to... uh, There's also a couple, like, really cool scenes with Damian Dark. Wait, wasn't Terry Hatcher also in Desperate Housewives? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, no, this, this, this is... What if this crossed over with uh, Desperate Housewives? Oh my gosh. That show has been off the air for like 10 years, Hunter. Yeah, it'd be pretty interesting. <laughs> That'd be really it's interesting. A, it's a backdoor like, return show. It's like a TV movie or something. It's a backdoor revival show slash crossover. Yeah, that's what it is. Car goes to like Earth, I don't know, 28... Meets the Desperate Housewives. We are, we are, we are writing the. They, worst they pull some like ever. Pleasantville shit. Like, and then the, the Fast and the Furious guy. <laughs> she goes in the TV. Yeah, and Dom shows up. And okay, now we're now we're derailing. Um, I don't have a whole lot else to say about Supergirl if nobody else does. And if we don't, I think we can talk a little more about this this uh, injustice stuff because yeah, that's happening. About, oh, how that is totally not the real Joker. Well, I mean, there's there's a lot more we can probably bullshit on uh, with Injustice 2 right now. But, yeah, that Joker design is horrific. I mean, so far, that Joker hasn't purred, so... How's that going uh, for it? Probably... <sighs> Watch. I guarantee he'll show... Horrible flashbacks. I guarantee his sidekick will be a fucking cat. Oh, God. I, I don't It'll want... be the cat from the, fi- I don't... the Red Lantern. I'm cat. glad... I'm glad Joker is back in the comics with his kind of classic look because I was very afraid upon seeing this that this would be the design they start pulling from for the future. Who do we keep losing? Who's bouncing? Oh, Aaron's back. Hey! But, uh, yeah, I think within... I don't know. I feel like WB has not learned their lesson that nobody wants this. Well, I mean, I don't know. Can we, Arlen, we, we finished up Supergirl because nobody really had anything else to say about it, unless you have something to say about it right now. What am... Oh, Arlen? You're, you're falling off the internet. Yeah, Arlen, Arlen's uh, dying. He's going Ar- into the speed force. Arlen bought 5,000 his mouthphone yeah. everybody. I'm being stuck into the speed force by my phone. Um, yeah. We were going to wrap up Supergirl and talk more about Injustice 2, but if you have anything to say about Supergirl, it has your chance. Um, I really liked this episode, actually. Um, I like that it was a murder mystery. I like that it was really simple. I like the acting. I like that we got more development for, like, 
Lena and Kara as friends. Hey, wait, uh, you're a bit you're a bit muffled. Sorry, it's, it's my phone. I'm having a hard time knowing where the mic is. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I really liked the Kara and Lena stuff. I really liked their. I really liked the relationship building. Uh, I feel like we could have used it closer to the beginning of the season um, when it was really needed. Uh, this episode would have been perfect around when we had the really bad Livewire episode. Well. That's when the should have come, probably. Um, in fact, I would replace that episode with this episode. Um, I think it would make the season better overall. Um, I thought they used Monel really well, and I really haven't enjoyed how they've done him. It's funny, because uh, I just said the same thing. I haven't really been too into him, and I thought he was used very well here. Yeah, I thought, he was, I thought he was funny and finally served a purpose. That's out of being Superman light. Yeah, he was really useful in this episode, which was better. Um, yeah. yeah, and I liked that I even liked the villain redirect. I mean, I could have seen it from a mile away, but I really liked that the bad guy of the episode is just somebody who wants to make money. Um, which in our current reality seems very believable. There um, was some weird uh, Trump's America uh, stabs here and there. Like when he, when what's his face dropped the alternative facts line. Yeah, I was like, oh, Snapper, was staying topical. Yeah, yeah, I really liked Snapper this episode. Also, he was uh, he was refreshing. Um, I didn't I, like him until the end of the episode when he finally was like when he when Carr comes up and apologizes to him. Yeah. And um, I, that might have been the point, though. Yeah, I'm not a fan of how she just instantly got her job back. Um, I feel like that should have been a more of a thing. That shouldn't have just been, oh, it's been an episode, and I suddenly have my job back. Um, that should have been more of a journey because uh, they really could have played with that. You know, how does she do as a reporter? And that's another thing I really like about this episode is we got to focus on Kara as a reporter and her actually learning what that means, um, which I just really enjoyed as someone who used to be a reporter. Um, so, yeah, that was interesting. I don't really have any other big things to point out. Um, but I, overall, I thought this was a good episode. Yeah, like I said, I didn't mind it. Um Hunter was kind of indifferent to it, and I can I can understand that because I said it is very um, large scale, uneventful compared to the other two episodes. Yeah, yeah. like I, like I feel like it's not their worst they've ever done. No, like, that's a, yeah. that's a lot. That's a live war episode, hands down. Yeah, fuck yeah. that. I feel like this season's been kind of up and down. There have been episodes that are mixed. There have been episodes that are kind of bad, and there have been episodes that have been really good. Um, but the problem is Supergirl's tone is so different from the other shows um, that it's really hard to not judge it a little bit more harshly because it is in its own universe. So you you have a preconception about what these shows should be, and Supergirl's just inherently not the same thing. Yeah, it's just, like, it's so different. Like, it's hard to, like, kind of separate the two sometimes. Yeah. And then in the moments where it does become, like, super CW and super teen girl Bobby-ish stuff, it becomes distracting because you're like, this really hasn't been the show before now, um, and it's not the best part. It's kind of distracting. 
that said, I really like I liked Lena and this and the guy who's from iZombie. Um, I actually mm-hmm. believe they were in a relationship at some point, and they genuinely liked each other. Um, and I'm just now remembering, I don't like the stuff with Wynn and uh, Lyra. I think we, I, that was that was very unanimous with us, too. Yeah. Even though in the past I have really liked it. So I'm just, also, I'm not on board at all with Guardian. I He needs to go. Yeah, I, I was done with him the moment he arrived, so... We don't, it, it's, it's, like... His presence is entirely not needed. Like, I'm, Supergirl is literally like, is is in. It, she's in the show. It's her show. She's fucking Supergirl. She's indestructible. Yeah. Okay. I think I've got this. I have an analogy in the form of a meme. No. Okay. Oh God. Here we go. Yeah. Have, have, you, guys, be... have you guys seen that meme? That Oprah meme where it's. You're faster than Barry, you're faster than Barry, you're all faster than Barry? Yeah. Yes. Well, it's like, that's, that's, you're a vigilante. You're a vigilante. You get a vigilante. <laughs> you're all vigilantes. You get a vigilante. You get a vigilante. Yeah. Uh, it's just, it's no, inferior. It's like they, they didn't need, okay, like, Arrow having a team makes sense. Flash having a team but, works. Yeah. Supergirl does not need a team. Right. Period. And, like, and this is a world. Stop. So stop sending in males to help her out, because that seems yeah. to happen a lot. Yeah, it really does. Um. Yeah. I. I guess. Um. Yeah. I don't have any other thoughts. Really. Also, like, something... and like any threat that would pos- anything that would possess a great threat to Kara would like utterly destroy James Olsen. Like it wouldn't even yeah. be funny. It would. They would just like they would squish him like a fucking tin can, throw him aside. I cannot wait oh, yeah. for him to try to fight, try to take on Zod. God. Be... I'm kind of hoping sure it happens not. now when he gets, he gets killed off. Yes, I don't want him to get killed off. Did you guys see be... um, Zod's costume? Oh. No. Um, it's pretty cool. It's like a very, like, plain. Like, if you've seen, like, the recent, like, McDonald's supposed, like, new uniforms, it's that. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. It looks like, like, I got very, right like, now. unitarian, like, just plain gray. Huh. Like nothing flashy. Oh, that's that's kind of that's actually that's cool. Kinda, he looks kind of like a um, he he looks like a Star Wars villain. Yeah, that would be yeah. He looks like Imperial General. Um, I like that. I mean, again, I said it last time. It's gonna be hard for me to not look at you and yeah. be like, "You're not Michael Shannon." <laughs> I will find him. Michael Shannon, whose eyebrows needed their own uh, background score. Just yeah. menacing at the camp the entire time. Uh, yeah, no, we were gonna we were gonna bullshit more about Injustice Two, the Joker thing, the Ross review oh, and stuff God. like that. Um, yeah, that stuff pisses me off. Dude. That is that, like you know it's funny because like all the designs, all the character reveals that have popped up so far, like we're pretty close to release. I was like, all right, cool, Joker's not in the game. I can deal with that because he's dead. dead. I for he's... real thought the last roster reveal was going to be Spawn. Yeah, that too. Like, I just, but like, we can have a game without Joker. We don't need him. You guys, you guys, you guys should have learned this lesson with Arkham Knight. He didn't need to be in that game, and because he was there, living or not, any other villain becomes second tier. I mean, and not to turn this into Arkham Knight 
cast, but I actually liked the way that they used him. Oh, no, no, no. I, I don't have a problem with the way he was used because the way he was used was great. But it seems yeah. like... They You're more focused like, on the Joker than the actual villain. That's the problem. As soon as you bring the Joker in, like, Scarecrow stood up as the main villain, and as soon as you bring in the Joker, whether he is in a hallucination or not, Scarecrow right. immediately becomes second fill because the greater threat is the mental projection of the Joker, not the Scarecrow. Okay, I see what you mean. Um... Also, like he he okay, he died in Arkham City, a very very cool death. They bring him back in Arkham Knight, unnecessary, but it worked. He he is outright just slaughtered in Injustice, um, mm. and and then if, if it if it is the same character, one, uh, you have now pretty much devalued Superman killing him because that is that is his first step towards you know in it, proper Injustice Superman, uh, and two again we didn't need him. Just okay. Let go. So here's the thing. I've been when I saw that design, I got real angry because it was just it's the dumbest design I've ever seen. It's it is, it is it is lazier and worse looking than the Lido Joker. But then I came to this thought: What if it's intentionally supposed to look lamer? What if it's parody? Which kind of would make me happy if it I don't is think like parody, though. I don't like Netherrealm. It's NetherRealm. They're not doing parody. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, it's their really bad version of parody. Yeah, it's um, like... I, I don't know. It could be... I think, this, could... is a w, I think this is a WB mandate. I mean... Yeah. You have to put Joker in the game, blah, blah, blah. I think it's a mandate that you have to put Joker in everything. Um, if, if they could have their way, he would be in the CW shows. Uh, he would have been on the Legion of Doom. Um, yeah. But... Yeah, he would have um, fought, fought Oliver already, and then just you know, just so they can eight ball Batman more, he'd be like, "You and I are destined to do this forever." Uh, yeah, like, and every roster reveal so far has been interesting. I can't believe we're getting some of the characters we're getting, and then it, it's like, "Ah, here's Joker." Why? Why? <laughs> Wait, did I miss anything? We don't need him. What do you mean? Like, as people who were revealed that aren't Joker, because I'm, uh, I haven't I mean, been like, keeping up with the game. Oh, there's tons. I mean, like, the fact that, like, you can play as Blue Beetle, like, Gorilla Garad, um, Swamp Thing, fucking Swamp Thing, uh, Black Canary, like, all this stuff, all this stuff, like, it's one of the most, like, diverse DC casts I've seen in a video game, outside, like, DC Universe Online, but that's an MMO, it's different. Is Ted Cord um, in the game? Who? Ted Cord. Uh, is that, he's Blue Beetle? Yeah. Uh, it's not, it's, it's not, not Ted Cord, it's the other one. It's a God Junior God damn it. Yeah. Um, yeah, all the character reveals have been really cool. Like, like I said, Swamp Thing, and Swamp Thing Super is really cool. Uh, and it feels like they were trying to go a little more out of, outside the box for this, because I think they were trying to do a really, they were trying to do a big, diverse roster. And then just to, not only with this design, but to fall back on Joker and just bring him in, it's just, I don't know, it's completely unnecessary. Yeah. Especially because he has no place in this story, at all. Uh, yeah, like, I don't understand what they're doing. Especially now that Harley has, like, the hyenas and stuff, and it's very clear that, like... Well, and Harley's also, like, in the comics, she is very clearly set up as Batman's right-hand person. Like, she is right there at his side. She's helping him out. Um, she knows, you know, it's not some kind of delusion. She's like, no, I get what you're doing, and we're going to do it together. Um, and she already had a moment with the Joker last game and last comic where... Well, last game, I guess, where she's tempted by him, and then she refuses. Or at least gets over it. So bringing him back just feels pointless. However, the overall, everything else in this game looks totally stellar. 
And that last trailer with Brainiac was amazing. I just don't know how anyone could work with Superman after everything that's happened. Can't imagine him be like, well, let's you have the Justice League. Why? With you? No. Superman killed Alfred. Sort of. Um, anybody else have anything in news? Anything at all? I mean, we can talk about the Kingsman trailer. Yeah, let's. <laughs> because, um, I thought it was a pretty good trailer. I was... am incre- far more interested in this movie than I was the first one. Yeah. I am not, know. I'm not crazy about the first one at all. Huh. Okay, well, let's do, like, a mini Kingsman review here. Like, what's your overall thought on the first one? I, I, don't, well, I don't know. It's just, I thought it was interesting for the first maybe 45 minutes. And then I feel it gets really kind of just meh, ho-hum. Uh, I, th- I think it actually, as soon as Colin Firth leaves the movie, I stop giving a shit. Yeah. I, yeah, I can see that. And the ending gag is completely unearned. <laughs> I it didn't really... So here's the thing, like, I... I know people, I, who, I know people who passionately hate the ending sequence. Um, I don't feel that way. I do feel it's a joke that they didn't build up for at all and just decided to go out on something gross. Here's the thing. So, I'm... I I, I don't know if I am at this point. I feel like I'm well-known for being a Bond fan at this point. Um, And to me, like, I appreciated this move, the first movie on the level of, this is Bond, but, like, turned up to 11. Um... And for me, that's Bond. It's Bond Bond meets Fast and Furious. No, it's Bond if MI6 were the Men in Black. Yeah, like it's Bond if everything were just 10 degrees loopier, 10 degrees crazier. If everything was just like so amped up and so coked out that uh, even Roger Moore would be like, whoa, slow it down there. But also, I didn't like the villain. Like, I didn't like Samuel Jackson's like, uh, what was it, like a social media like mogul? I, I I don't know. Like as the Bond guy, I was like, yes, this is this is what it should be. Like if somebody was gonna do an American produced James Bond, but do it now and not try to be serious and gritty like Daniel Craig is. Your like, try to, there you go. Yeah, try to be like truthful to Bond, the classic Bond, without again doing the whole we have to do dark and gritty and everything has to be real. Um, which is what they've been doing with Bond lately. Um, and really embracing the silly and goofiness of it. I, like, I, thought that I it guess was... I didn't find it silly and goofy enough. Huh. I was expecting more and got something that just wasn't what I was kind of psyched for. Um, and it just felt kind of underwhelming. This one, however, looks completely bonkers, and I can't wait. Because now they're bringing back dead characters, they brought back Channing Tatum, they brought Channing Tatum in for whatever fucking reason, who cares? He's a cowboy. Um, yeah, and yeah, like, they're, they're interested in the Statesman, who I guess is like the United States version of the Kingsman, obviously. Yeah. It looks, like, like, love, it looks like they're all just a bunch of fucking them. cowboys. Yeah, that's the... I love it. <laughs> I, love, I love it. I love that the British people are... They wear double-breasted suits. <laughs> they're, they're, they're very tawdy, polite, double-breasted suit-wearing people. And the Statesmen are a bunch of, like, cowboy-wearing, probably tobacco-chewing, like, fucking... Right, I mean, the thing is whiskey and alcohol. Like, yeah. That's, that's, I mean, everything about it is so American. I mean... There's a person who has a whip <laughs> and uses yeah, that as his weapon, weapon is a fucking whip. It's a retractable whip. And then there's another guy with a six shooter with two barrels. I mean, yeah. come on, guys. 
I, I love it. I love the absurdity. I think the first one does go really absurd. Maybe you just don't remember it. Because at the end, um, they blow up the president of the United States' head. Um, so it goes real, real weird there. And I really like this one. From the look of it, it looks like they're going to go real goofy and real insane. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited. Um, for uh, yeah. King and uh, Hunter, how do you feel as someone who's just only recently I, watched Zoom 1? Uh, I haven't seen the tra- trailer yet because now I don't want to spoil myself because I heard it was spoily. Um, the last 30 seconds are. Um, and they, yeah. It, it but shouldn't I'm really be. excited for it. Like, that, the movie, the first one's really good. Like, I really enjoyed watching it. Yeah. The church scene is an uh, all-time See, I, and that's one of my favorite things about watching, uh, um, oh, damn it, who directed this? Uh, same guy directed Kick-Ass. Yes. He, he understands, uh, high velocity, uh, like, hyper-fast, crazy violence. Yep. And that church sequence is, is that one take, or is it one cut? I think so. If it is... is I would be surprised. It is marvelous to watch because I'm pretty sure it's one take and it's just there's never a break in what's going on. Like, Colin Firth is, like, stabbing people who are, like, two feet behind him while simultaneously dealing with people who are in front of him. And, like, oh, you, yeah. go from, you go from one horrifying act of violence to the next one in, like, a breath and it's just you're never ready for it. Yeah, I, I remember I remember watching John Wick, like, two weeks before, maybe, maybe a week. And... um being like, nothing's ever going to beat John Wick as far as action, as far as, like, real intensity on screen and, like, just stunts that blow me away. And then I remember getting to that church scene and being like, holy shit, this beats the club scene in John Wick. This beats the end of John Wick. It's more um, it's more intense and ghastly than the hallway sequence from Old Boy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It, it gets there. And, um, yeah. I mean that movie that scene won me over. The rest of the movie could have been bullshit. Um and I don't think it was. I thought it really I thought they somehow found a way to keep on upping the ante uh even after that. So, yeah. But um excited for this new the new trailer. Yeah, don't like, like I said, I'm I'm far more interested in this movie than the last one, so I'm I'm optimistic. Yeah. Um All right, I guess we can wrap if nobody has anything to say. I have one one piece of news. What was it? It's about Logan. Huh. It's gonna it's gonna be getting a black and white theatrical release next month. Oh, huh. I did hear about this, and I'm kind of interested in that. Adjust the saturation on your TV. Yeah. Just... <laughs> I have released... here here everybody listen life hack just play it in VLC player and fuck with your color settings. <laughs> Boom. Yeah, not that. That's all you gotta do. Don't spend your money on the fucking black and chrome edition. Like, go, go. <laughs> Stop, people. Stop. Stop yourselves. Um, you're being stupid. You're being, you're being sucked of your money. Um, yeah. Was there any real news? Otherwise, I think we can wrap up. Uh, there's, co- there's comics news that kind of affects. Well, yeah, that's not real. <laughs> that's fake news. Um, the birth of the button. You're- very muffled. Yeah, and it's hard with my phone. Uh, Sony's animated Spider-Man got a release date. What? Sony's animated Spider-Man. Spider-Man got a release date. Oh, yeah. That's great. December 14th, 2018. Yeah, wait. The, uh, yes, oh, I, I, I mean, 
I don't care. <laughs> and not, even, a lot like, of not maliciously, I don't care. But like, um, well, maybe a little mis- maliciously because fuck Sony. Um, but there was something I wanted to talk about. I just don't remember what it was. Keep on going. Uh, no, yeah, I just, I don't know, I don't give a shit. Like, I think Lee F. Schreiber's in it, which is cool, but I was super excited about, you know, Spider-Man being part of the MCU now, and it seems like Sony is doing whatever they can to, to, like, make it seem like it's still their toys, I guess is the phrase. Yeah. It's very, it's very, it comes across to me as very childish. Like, because they worked at this big old deal with Marvel to get him in the MCU and, like, make, you know, it's to kind of make everyone a winner. Like, us, them, Marvel, everyone walks out of this as some kind of satisfaction. And now it seems like they're just, they're trying to take all that goodwill and just, like, and selfishly uh, exploit it. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of... The news of the movie, the the news of the Black Cat and fucking, uh, what was it, Silver Sable? Yeah. Silver Sable movie. Now, now Now this, it's like, Come on, like, this is so transparent. Yeah, but again, like, I always have to think of, from a business perspective, where does this make sense? And business-wise, it doesn't, it's not as shitty when you look at it that way. Um, Is this this a theatrical release? I think so. Yeah, that's nuts. And I'm I'm more okay with it because they got um, the guys who did the Lego movie. And, yeah, they got them to do it. And I'm two guys who, as far as I'm concerned, are, like, if I had to rank, like, the top five talents working in Hollywood today that's below... Oh, they're fantastic. I think they've touched so far has been gold. Um, they're, I, they're like, kind of, I, I think the most thing I'm interested in about this is that it's Miles Morales. Yeah. That's, get, and that, it, it gets people used to the character, also. Yeah. Um, uh, there, there's there, like I said, there's there's a there's a stink on it that I can't get past. But you know, that's just yeah. me. Um, there was some other news. And I feel like this is our. I feel like this is us. Um, McG is not directing Masters of the Universe. I feel like that's. I feel like that's our jam. It's like right on the edge. Um, and thank and, God for that. But there's a but. David Goyer is writing the movie. No. <laughs> oh, boy. Why does um, he just? Why does he fucking hover around all this shit that we're interested in? God, because he he wants to have a job, I guess. Um, he I don't know. Then, then some, please, someone just demote him to making just direct to DVD bullshit. Keep him away from my stuff. Wasn't it like three? The problem, uh, is, problem is he wrote The Dark Knight. So I know he's got like he's got a badge of honor that like carries enough weight for the next few years or so, but like. Like, how are you allowed in this community after what you said about She-Hulk? I know. Wait, what happened? You didn't hear his comments about She-Hulk? And, like, just how, like, how, like, just blatantly ignorant he is of the entire, like, just comic book industry and scene? No. Yeah. What what, what did he do? He he implied... His comic book knowledge clearly ends in 1979. Yeah, he implied that She-Hulk was only created as a character for the Hulk to bang. And that it's basically just a big nerd fantasy, being completely unaware that she's his cousin and she's a lawyer. Yep. Like he's cancer. He needs to go away. We don't need him in this. It, it's the, he's poisonous to this community. I, I despise him. Yeah, he's kind of a kind of a shitty human being. Yeah, um, but I'm. I guess I'm okay with it. I don't. 
I don't know how to feel because McGee was not the right guy for He Man. I, mean, I like, said that um, earlier that uh, think, at least now it will be only a mild train wreck instead of a complete disaster. Uh, well, yeah. Also, I don't see. I don't see the final movie that comes out. Also, who the fuck is getting McGee work to begin with, or at least trying to? He does a lot of TV work, um, yeah. and he produces Supernatural, which I liked five years of. So, who the hell be is a- like? You know who David Goyer needs? He needs McGee. Well, that's the thing. They're not paired or, together. Or the, other, or the other hand of that, like, you know who McGee needs? David Goyer. Like, but I don't know how anybody looks at their list of, like, because I'm imagining there's, like, a short list of directors for everything. I can't imagine who looks at this list and goes, uh, oh, McGee, he stands out. Let's use him. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. Well, the thing, this is, okay, well, I guess this ties into our last story. This is Sony. Um, so they'll they'll take anything that they can get. Oh, um, my God. <laughs> I didn't know it was Sony. <laughs> I actually have something that might make us more happy about this. David Goyer wrote Man of Steel. Um, not a perfect movie, but I tend to defend that movie quite Man a bit. Man of Steel was pretty okay. Yeah. Uh, most people say the best part of that movie is the first 20, 10, 20 minutes, right? Mm-hmm. I think most of us agree that the stuff on Krypton is the strongest section of that movie from beginning to end. And it's uh, now let's look at what He Man is compared to Man of Steel. Uh, they're very, very similar. Yeah. So if his He Man is anything like the Krypton that he depicted in Man of Steel, um, and they get a good director who can translate it well, and I, I assume he's not going to be the last name on the script. Uh, at this point, he never is. He's usually the guy you bring in to do most of the busy work to really set up the world, and then you bring in somebody else to rewrite him and to really fix any of the kinks and any of the problems in his work. Um, and Jonathan Nolan being the final writer on The Dark Knight. Um, yeah. Uh, and BVS's uh, final writer being somebody who had never written a superhero movie before, and that movie turning out the way that it did. Um, <laughs> So it really depends on who you get to rewrite him. If they get the right guy to rewrite him, this could end up being a good movie. I'm definitely more for this movie after him coming on than I was previously. With McGee, I was like, what's this going to be? Is this going to be a joke, a bad joke based off the old He-Man show? Or are you going to take the 2004 TV show and are you going to make that? Uh because depending on which one you went with, this movie could either be a complete little shit bomb, or it could be Lord of the Rings in space. Um, one of those sounds preferable. I don't know about you guys, but one of them sounds great, one of them sounds pretty terrible. So, I'm actually looking forward to this, as long as somebody comes in to rewrite him. If he is the final name, or if he ends up directing this movie, um, I will not see it. Because that would be fucking terrible. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't have any... I'm not a big He-Man fan anyway, so... Yeah. Same. But, uh, I, like yeah, I think we're, uh... I think we're good tonight. Yeah. Yeah, we need to wrap up. I'm falling asleep here. <laughs> Alright, I guess let's do, uh, plugs. Hey, everybody. Follow me on Twitter. I sort of kind of post video game clips for the once in a while. Or just find me on Facebook, Connor McGraw. That's probably a better way to get in touch with me. 
Um, you can follow me on Twitter at the Apple Report. Um, oh yeah, at Western Commander for me. I'm sorry, I forgot. That's how little I care yeah. about my Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> um, you see me shit posts there. Mainly just shit posts. That's all I do. Uh, you could see my writing on the Haro. I just wrote a review of Guardians of the Galaxy. It's pretty good. I wrote my. I finished my X Men article that took me three weeks. Uh, I thought it was two weeks. Two weeks, whatever. Same thing. <laughs> Longer than a week. Longer than a week. Uh, yeah, that's about it. You can find me on Twitter at the Almir. You can you can also find me on, find my writing on the Arrow. I wrote. I just recently finished a review of Flash Twenty One, the part two of the Bun crossover. Between those two, between Batman and Flash, and, and I, I absolutely loved the issue. That's not to di- not to divert too much, but that's good shit, and everybody should read it. It has so many Easter eggs, so many moments from DC's history. Yeah, going, going, uh, going back to the Justice Society, going back. Hell, Skeets is in the issue, and he, he it's he's non-functional, non-functional. But he's there. Oh shit! Um, yeah, as uh, he said, uh, lostharrow.wordpress.com. That's where you can find uh, all their writing, and you can find this funny little thing called a podcast. It's very similar to this one. Um, it's probably showed up in the feed for this podcast if you look hard enough. Uh, and who is on that podcast, guys? Oh wow! I think it's some people I might know. Yeah, um, and that is uh, Video Game Hour. You can subscribe there uh, and check out everybody else who writes for that site. Um, it's Connor's all the greatness, but without me, which makes it even better. Yeah, damn, right. I agree. This is most and I, I am probably going to be submitting something to the Harrow uh, about Dark Souls and mental health. Yeah, it'll be fun. Uh, you can follow me uh, at AA Harrow on Twitter. Um, pretty soon, I will be uh, finishing and publishing my review of The Void. Uh, it's the first time I've ever reviewed a film that was not in theaters at the time I reviewed it. Uh, stay tuned for that. And uh, my inevitably, let's just say, not very happy review of that film. Yeah, I saw, uh, I saw a bit of it, and it's going to be great. Yep. Uh Yeah. Uh, Chris, you got any plugs? I do. Don't forget to join the Phantom Zone Facebook group. That way you can keep up to date with all of our shenanigans and such, as well as talk with the fun community of comic lovers and such. And then, now I'm gonna go and start a band called the Anchor Boys and Fuzzy Rabbits. Oh, and also, one final thing. Uh, Guess what? Uh, I decided to drop a little early today. Uh, Our movie special... For Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, nineteen ninety is out as of this as of the day we are recording this. So go older than almost all of us here. (laughs) Yep. Hey, (laughs) almost. Um, Hey, I'll have you know, I was four years old when that movie came out. Yep. Um, Connor's an old man, an old old fellow. Connor is my dad. I didn't see that movie in theaters, but I remember it coming out. Got the old (laughs) shriveled up eggplant. Uh, Uh, Okay. Okay.